1: well, good evening everyone, and welcome to the special Love
2: training edition of Ghost Chronicles <laughs> International. <laughs> I am, am your ghost master, Dr. England Jones and and joining me all the way from <laughs> <laughs> my co-host, the Ghostbinder and Love...
1: Steve Parsons, I can't do the straight. I can't get it to shut off. Oh, no, I'm dis- I, I yeah, I'm disassociating myself from the show immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and also oh, Betty? <laughs> from the East Water Triangle. My co-host from
2: Next Generation. and Terrigan... Hi.
3: Yeah, that would be nice.
2: to <laughs> Say hello. Yes. And well, all the
3: way this from. The, stopped. I didn't know
2: you were all done. All the way from the West Coast. And the star of Stir in the Cauldron, my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks.
4: So far, I'll join in. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? This is, like,
2: top-notch already. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yes. We spent right. no expense on that
1: fabulous music. <laughs> like a, it I, it tells, started it right. off like a bad porn film. No, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was my favorite.
1: Uh, anyways,
2: moving right along... <laughs> Uh-huh. And, you know, for Valentine's Day, we have started a, 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 a tradition. There you go, and we have decided to have this week-long event of uh, eternal love stories from the other side. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, so,
3: can't uh, even imagine.
2: Yeah, and we started off the show. We, we gave a little taste to everyone on the morning show yesterday because we already have four hosts there, so we couldn't put another four on. We would have broke the, the union. But we, we talked about some interesting things to, to taste your palate, get your palate wet. So now we're moving on to the main event, as we like to say. And uh, we have lined up for you some of the most amazing, amazing stories you have ever heard. I mean when you, the this show is over, you're gonna sit there and say, What
3: the hell did I just listen to? Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. Most likely. Yeah.
2: So anyways, uh to Back start here. off uh our Valentine's Day edition, we we will let our guest, uh Marla start. Uh... <sighs> <laughs> I'm
3: so badly googling. No.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I <laughs> can't right, well well, all right. So so I have picked some strange ones here and well, there. I mean, there's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and way way back in history. So, do you want to start off with just, you know, a kind of a really nice love story that people might have heard before, but it's still quite lovely, or do you want to hear something gruesome and disgusting, but kind of funny at the same time?
2: Oh, I love love. Let's let's start off on a, on a nice track. So, you know, we've got that love thing going and, you know, we're all up at that high point now and You yeah. think? Yeah, let's just hear a sweet love story. All right, sure.
4: Okay, we can do that. And and it's short but sweet, but it's all about Shah Jahan and Mumtaz Mahal. Oh, God, thank God you got that one. I'm
2: not (laughs) (laughs) big.
4: It's, it's, you've all heard about the Taj Mahal, yes, yes. Yes. And a lot of people may not know why it was built or or whatever. You can build your own now. It's a (laughs) Lego. Yes, you can. (laughs) And it probably has the same... Thing to it, but but it, it's actually a tomb, and so it's one of you know. Um, Mumtaz Mahal was like one of the best known Mughal emperors in Indian history after his grandfather Akbar, and Shah Jahan had three wives. His favorite being Mumtaz Mahal. All right, well she died during childbirth. Oh. She was delivering her fourteenth child. Oh, good God. Yeah, so, you know, to maybe it wasn't like such a surprising death, but oh God, <laughs> she didn't die. That's committing
1: suicide.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, while she was on her deathbed, the Shah promised her that he would never remarry and would build her the richest mausoleum he could possibly do over his grave. So it took him 23 years to complete her mausoleum, which you get was, around to it when it's done. Yeah etching their love for eternity and shortly after completing the Taj Mahal he got the, Shah got, the Shah got <laughs> ill too and was overthrown by his eldest son so he spent the rest of his life in in-house arrest but he was buried when he died next to his wife so the Taj Mahal is his devotion to her she's buried, <clears throat> she's buried there he's buried there and it stands today reminding us of a husband's love for their wife.
1: Well, I've got a question.
4: Mm-hmm. As the if el- I have an answer. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, the other two wives, were they not a little bit annoyed? <laughs> at the fact that they had 14 children
1: or... No, at the fact that she got the tomb. She got the Taj Mahal and they got presumably a box in a corner somewhere.
4: <laughs> Probably an EVP session would be the only way to answer that
1: question. I think, questions. yeah, I think, you know, let's get in touch with them and find out, are they?
4: Are they haunting <laughs> it because they're pissed yeah. off?
1: Is it, is, is, <laughs> no. is, is the Taj <laughs> no. by the, by the previous Mr. and Mrs. Mahals?
4: <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Rhetorical These are the questions <laughs> that
1: we need to ask.
4: Yes, right. inquiring minds need to know.
1: Yeah,
4: absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that was just so special.
4: <laughs> well, it, at least it makes men, because uh, people think men aren't very romantic, but that, so it proves the what? point that, that some men. Hey, can wait a minute!
2: Be. I was in a dollar store today, and there were tons of guys with cards and balloons and. The dollar up.
3: store, huh? They're it's going
2: all case. out, going out for real love. Case.
1: They were, you notice he was in the dollar store.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I had
1: to get some, uh, let me see, uh,
4: water. Yeah. 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 St. Uh, probably went somewhere just slightly better. <laughs> you know, like, the dollar like 50 store. Target or something. I don't know. I didn't say Walmart, though. And, and you didn't say Walmart, so that's a plus. All right. No, no, Not that going I have to anything against Walmart, but, I'm you know. go to Walmart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dollar store is so much better. hmm
2: yeah. <laughs> okay. <so>. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> so that will bring that was uh any other any other comments on this lovely story love story and that's an eternal love story if I ever
3: heard one. I would say so. Mm-hmm. it After was actually children she was probably begging for death are you kidding me come on.
1: <laughs> Why my got eyes eyes children. Famous,
3: it was oh, a fa- also the site of a famous
1: relationship breakup. It's <laughs> what is what? hmm well,
4: <laughs> Say that it again. was also yeah,
1: not... it was the Taj Mahal was also the place where the world found out about the breakup of a very significant, very important marriage. That of um, Princess of Wales, Diana <laughs> and Charles, because she sat famously in front of the Taj Mahal <laughs> to have a photo. That is true. And yeah. it showed the world that the that their marriage was, in fact, over.
4: Oh, uh-huh. this, this is why you get paid the big bucks, you know. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, there we are. So, it it has significances in other areas, not just of eternal love, but the end of a, you know, that was the fairy tale romance, wasn't it, Charles and Diana? Of course. She she chose that particular spot. She chose that that exact spot um, very carefully uh, to be photographed in a very deliberate, very staged manner to tell the world that it was over. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so before the show is over, I think we'll move on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and let's bring on our next uh, our guest to the show, uh, which would be Anne. Because- ah! So All you're right. up, Anne.
3: Okay. I have a haunted well love story. Ooh. Direct from Paris, the city of oui, love.
2: Oui. Mm-hmm. Right? paris solenoid.
3: Right. They- Right. It's right next to the dollar store, Ron. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, there is one, yeah. <laughs> uh, So apparently there is a very famous well known as Ariadne's Well on the corner of Rue pierre Lasco and Rue Saint-Denis. I'm sure it's said much more romantically in Paris than it is in my New England accent. But sure. the legend goes that this was the place for young lovers to meet. And one day, a young, beautiful redhead from Britain named Agnes. Agnes?
1: Yeah, I like Agnes in uh, the yeah, old romantic. Right. No, that's an old British name, an old Celtic name.
3: Yeah, Agnes. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, who we was that? We got
1: cows out in, in, in the United <laughs> States. <laughs>
3: And she was the daughter of a noble from the royal court. And she heard of this place and she wanted to escape uh, and be able to truly enjoy true love before her father married her off to a much older noble. It was there that she met Romuald. Romuald. Oh my God, it sounds like Ron. The son of a wealthy merchant. She immediately fell in love with him and came to visit him every morning for a few days, until one morning when he didn't appear at the appointed time. Distraught, she waited, and she waited, and continued to come to the well, but he had unexpectedly been called away on a long trading trip with his father to Spain, and it would be several months before his return. Not knowing this, she threw herself into the well one morning. Just had it. Plop. her body was removed and she was buried in the innocence cemetery. Upon his return, Ram Rama oh I can't even say his name, Ram, Ramald Ramald, oh, that's that it, was so saddened by her death, he asked for a priest to bless the well and give her last rites. However, because she committed suicide, she was not entitled to last rites, so they could not bless the well. And he later discovered that her family was from Britain and they were pagans. So he found a pagan priest to bless the well instead.
4: Yay for us. Yay.
3: (laughs) For a few days after the blessing, Ramald would often come to mourn the death of his beloved and pray, seeking solace. On the seventh day, Agnes appeared, very well and alive, yet slightly ethereal. (laughs) Over the next three days, the reunion had all the trappings of a wonderful love story, until on the third morning, Romald awoke to only find a red lock of hair on his bed pillow and no trace of Agnes. He continued to go to the well and pray for many months, until one morning he discovered two abandoned infants with red hair, a boy and a girl, at the well. Were these their love children? Ramald gave them to a couple who could not have children of their own. And by, oh my God, 1558, wow, this goes way back, uh, the new Bishop of Paris blessed the well in an effort to rid it of the large number of rats that seemed to be attracted to it. Mm. Legend has it that these rats were the shape-shifting incubi and succubi, descendants of the two children from this love story three centuries earlier. The rats left the well, but are now rumored to return in human form when needed. There you go. There's my ghostly ghost in the well story.
2: I like that. All Was that a great story? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
3: 1588 goes way back, huh?
1: I remember that. That's uh, Henry VIII. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's Elizabeth I. Whatever. Okay. She's <laughs> well, throwing like a bit of history. What?
3: Yeah.
4: Okay.
2: Yeah, well, if you got it right the first time, it might have been history, but that was kind of guessing. <laughs> Just saying.
4: Anyway, moving right
2: along. You're uh, up, Steve.
1: Uh, well, I'm not going to tell a story yet. Yes, you
3: oh. are.
1: No, I'm not. I'm going to talk about spectrophilia. Excuse Oops. me?
3: Spectrophilia.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's the fear of glasses right It could be. It could be. You could use glasses. Um, Spectrophilia is actually a sexual attraction or a sexual arousal um, from images in mirrors, as well as the phenomena. Yeah. As well as the phenomena, which is what we're on about tonight. So you could be sexually aroused by staring at images in the mirrors and you would have the same title as someone who enjoys the phenomena of sexual encounters between ghosts and humans, of which there are many. It is an incredibly popular pursuit and claim of many people. It's also a fetish um, where one is attracted to ghosts or spirits. In fact, there are there are people uh, throughout the world who have eschewed their human lovers um, and fiancés and Instead, pursue an active and busy sex life with ghosts. There's mm-hmm. a woman in Britain who claims to have had sex with more than 20 ghosts.
4: Oh, but how lovely! Is... It's kind of slipped around,
1: huh? A little slip. Well, there we are. <laughs> I mean, this this isn't this isn't a new thing either. I mean, yeah. this this idea of relations between humans and spirits is included in the Arabic, the Greek, the Hindu, and even the Celtic. And people think it's very bizarre, this idea that the living would want to sleep with spirit, and yet it is incumbent within the Bible. The very roots of Christianity itself really? have their roots within spectrophilia, because yeah. Mary was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. There you
3: go. Mm-hmm.
1: So Christianity itself um, has its roots in spectrophilia. Well, uh-huh. aha yeah. So, that's, uh, that's intriguing
3: There you go, you okay. just set the so whole bible maybe, right on its ear
1: Maybe not so weird It's also starred in several movies Most, fa- most famously, uh, famously of course The Entity and mm-hmm. Perhaps Ghost
2: No, there was no sex and ghost uh, <clears throat> D- Don't you Discover yeah. that movie uh,
1: The idea of Love and romance between The living and the dead It doesn't always include uh, intercourse um, so, wow. yeah, Ghost counts. Patrick Swayze counts, and particularly uh, now. No, I'm
4: not going to. Especially look at now. It. As well, okay, I'll throw in too. Truly, madly, deeply. Same Whatever. thing. Okay. Yeah, the British version of Ghost, or yeah. our. And, yeah. we, and
1: we have uh, the David Niven 1943 film as well. Yeah, um, but those are films. Let's talk about real life. And yeah. I have a real life story about that. Well, Could how do we speak? know it's not real life? How do yeah. we know that these the movies? movies. Are not, no, we're talking about the idea of spectrophilia. And how, I'm actually telling you a story about it. I'm giving you the evidence about it since
2: you're not talking about a story. I yeah, have I, one. I have a story later, but go ahead. Because I posted it. Lydia Billingham's husband told her oh, how geez. she returned to him from the afterlife. And they still make love. Michael Padmore recounts a vivid detail how he slept with the ghost spirit of the loose lemon star who died of colon cancer in October 20th, no, October uh, 2014, at the age of 66. He tells how, half asleep, he automatically reached across the bed for the woman he described as his soulmate. Michael Sixton says he touched the familiar smoothness of his silk nightgown and the warmth of his skin as he's wrapped his arms around her. He says that on one such intimate occasion, as her body snuggled into mine, I breathed the familiar scent of the woman I have been lucky enough to spend ten wonderful years of my life with. "Make love to me,
1: Lydia," he whispered. Her face. <laughs> the name is Linda, not Lydia. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs>
3: Linda, Lydia, it's all Whatever, what's yeah. your name? Whatever. Yeah, that, that's,
1: that's a good way to piss off the wife, isn't it? Call her, her place, Lydia.
3: Call her by the wrong name. I snuggled
1: into my face her. I gazed down into her beautiful brown eyes.
2: I love you. She smiled and I closed my eyes. Excuse me. Lux, luxurating. What the hell does that mean?
1: Luxuriating. Right. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just trans- I'll translate this into English as we Thank go. Thank you, <laughs> So luxurating in the warmth of
2: her low, husky, husky voice.
3: I'm kind of afraid how far down the path we're going.
2: Just saying. But Michael does not admit, uh, wait a minute, does admit that the cold bolt of realization hit him when he opened his eyes and he saw the empty space between his arms and oh. his sheet a bed for six years and is not London flat of course Lydia, Lydia whatever her name is, was no longer there she had passed away yeah we know that yep. he says he struggled to make sense of what happened but the adamant Lydia, Linda okay, who was very spiritual had to have been there he questions, how could I have made love to my wife when she was no longer here, but I did I was certain of it. I felt her. I saw her. I heard her. Michael reveals how he burst out laughing because he suddenly seemed it was so funny to doubt that Linda, Lydia, had been (laughs) besides him in bed. This is rather long, by the way. Uh, What's so strange about the idea of Linda visiting me from the other side, he says? Describe it, how their love was so strong that it transcended any boundary, including the veil. He says this actress who rose to frame as a Oxo-mun. I don't know what the oh. hell that is.
1: Yeah, she was in the Oxo adverts. Oh. That it, a British thing? Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh. the popular TV adverts. I guess that's advertising. It was yes. a great, great believer in the afterlife. Right. <sighs> and property developer Michael knows that if she could find a way to communicate with him, she would. When she was terminally ill, she would joke with black humor how that after her death she would send messages down to him. Mike reveals that how he speaks to a psychic medium every month, there you go, (laughs) who reassures
3: him that (laughs) Linda is still with him. $30,000, please. Oh, excuse me. I didn't say that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> In an interview with Spirit and Destiny magazine He says he felt the, the mum Of his two presents What the hell is that He felt the mum Of two presents On many occasions Since he died
1: oh, Twice that happened I guess There's a comma there He There's felt there. the presence of the mother of two No it doesn't say that yeah, No that's what it means <clears throat>
2: uh, It's weird must be English. Yeah. He was convinced that two weeks after her death, her spirit returned in the form of a white butterfly, which fluttered around her funeral. That's so sweet, isn't
0: it? mm mm-hmm.
2: And, oh, it's almost done. And amidst the following month, the medium, who turned to, <laughs> that he had turned to a few days earlier, while desperate for reassurance that his wife was still around, called to say that Linda... Lydia, or whatever her name was, was still with him. He admits that at first he didn't believe the medium, but changed his mind when he said, Lydia, Linda was glad he found her shoes.
1: She delivers it with such romance and passion.
3: Her shoes? Her what? I guess she
1: lost her shoes and they found them.
3: What the hell do shoes have to do with any of this? She I have no clue. This is your story. Yeah, well, I didn't write it. Oh, you could have. I'm running about that way. I would have
2: wrote it in English, anyways. Though. <laughs> so there you go. True love from the other side, as Steve talked about.
3: Okay. Yeah. was that How'd special? You... That was so special.
1: I thought uh, the delivery of it, complete with the Harley Davidson background, was.
3: Yes, it was great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I tried to accommodate. Okay, so right. move move right along. Uh, who's up next? Back to Marla. Oh. oh, back to Marla, I
3: guess. back to, and it me. Falls back to Marla. And, and, and
2: dumped it back on you, Marla.
3: <laughs> okay, oh, well, I'm just know. going in order here. Oh, we, have, right. order?
2: we have order. order in the show.
4: Well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do my gruesome, icky one because I really kind of rather like it. Yay! And it's called Dinner with Your Lover. Uh And this is a 13th century story about how a troubadour had an affair with a lady, the lady of Fael, who was married. Now, the troubadour took part in the Third Crusade, but at the siege of Acre, Acre, whatever. He was, and I'm doing Rod too, um, he was mortally wounded. Now, as he was about to die, he begged a man to remove his heart and give it to his true owner, to its true owner. So the man did so, but when he reached the home of the lady, he foolishly told her husband about the request. (laughs) Well, the husband, it seems, took the heart, had it cooked And then served it to his wife for dinner. Oh. After she finished, he revealed what meat that really was. Oh, my God. And as soon as she heard that, she refused all food and starved to death. (laughs) Short and sweet. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about payback. Wow.
3: (laughs) Revenge is a dish best served cold, right? There you go. Oh, this one was
4: cooked, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> best served cooked. Oh.
4: Yeah. Jeez, everybody kind of was speechless, sort of. except
3: Andy. That is gruesome.
4: It is. But I kind of see the irony in there, and it kind of <laughs> made me smile when I read it. And what can I tell you? That's just me. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that, that was Valentine's funny. Day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, what's so funny is it's, we, we see so many ghost stories of ladies in white and everything that are for long, waiting for their lovers to the return and everything else. But uh, on the morning show, I, I read a story about a woman who had been jilted by a lover and haunts the woman's dormitory looking for her, her, for her husband's lover for revenge.
1: Oh, and the story, there's Taj Mahal as well. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's so good
3: that's a uh, good one
2: okay we have two minutes and is yours long or not
3: um well mine can... you have something steve oh just a quick two
1: minute one you know you talked before about the lady at the taj mahal um, yes. with the 14 children portchester castle down on the south coast of Britain, has, is haunted by the ghost of a white lady who apparently threw herself off the tower um, after giving or carrying the 32 children that she never wanted to Ouch. have.
4: Ouch. No. Huh? What's That's worse than the Duggar family here.
1: <laughs> Apparently, with all 32 children that she didn't want to have. She jumped off 30? the tower with 32 kids? 32. Uh, according to the story, yep. How she, could she hold them all? Uh, that that bit isn't said in the legend, but apparently she didn't want any of the thirty-two children, so she took them with her and leapt off Portchester Castle.
4: She wait a minute. She grabbed thirty-two at the same time and jumped off a castle.
1: Whether she grabbed them, whether she was carrying them, or whether she took them with her in the spirit world, the
4: legend doesn't. Just heaved them over the edge. If she it. was carrying them, then she probably was like a seahorse, you know, with <laughs> all those eggs
1: inside. No, no, that would have been the man.
4: I love yes. she was, uh, <laughs> well yeah, okay. Oh, carry him like in her belly. Well, if she carried them and jumped off the castle, how well,
1: the legend be- says she had thirty two children, none of which she wanted, so she jumped off the tower at Porchester Castle.
3: Well, there's the music with her. Thank God.
2: Really? So there's <laughs> the music and uh that means we have to uh take a break here. You're listening to the love edition of Ghost Chronicles and sir on the cauldron right here on pararex and Toji that and wherever else we'll be playing with marlo ron steve and Ed. we'll be right back after following messages
0: welcome to talking radio with a cutting edge
4: feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation.
0: And spooky they all talk ugly the parax family the shows are paranoid
1: And held him to the music of a porn movie to bring us back to <laughs> he's doing it again, isn't he? So, back to part two of Ghost Chronicles The Love International Edition uh, with your hosts, the, de- the de- delectable Marla Brooks, the delightful blonde bombshell Anne Kerrigan, he who, oh, yeah, see, it's not that easy, is it? <laughs> the words cannot describe. New england's own van helsing and me the bald bomb yeah loves the <laughs> the love god okay we were right along thank you for listening. yeah yeah it was completely it was the music it threw me you know this b-rated porn movie music coming in after the van helsing thing yes mm-hmm. anyway yeah, yeah and you and you're being told off by the station for playing music
4: <laughs> no, I play music. I don't know what you're talking about. Because yeah. I have no idea. I didn't hear any music. Nobody's in here. the chat room, it doesn't matter right now. But it yes. will.
2: <laughs> we have no license. That's all right. All right. Move right along. Well, you're
3: up. Oh, is it me again? Okay. Oh my goodness, I have so many. All right, so Ah, I should have been thinking about this. Oh first. my god. No, I got a whole pile of stories here. I'm I'm like which one's the shortest? Uh got it. Got
2: the shortest what? We the longest.
3: I want the longest one. Mm.
2: Just give us one, anyone.
3: All right. So, we have we do have one that's fairly local We're to local. New England, the historic wayside inn in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Oh. Oh, oh. Contain your enthusiasm, Ron. Okay. Joshua, how is it? Mm, I'm not sure. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. So, the historic Wayside Inn in Sudbury, Massachusetts, has long been famous for its Yankee charm and hospitality. But is it haunted by the Wayside Inn ghost too? So, we have the sequel.
1: I'm sorry. The Wayside Inn Ghost 2. Is that the sequel? Right.
3: (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) All right. So we have this beautiful inn, and it goes, uh, yes, this is about Jerusha Howe. Um, The story of Jerusha Howe is who is the reputed Wayside Inn Ghost. The inn had been built by the Howe family and was handed down through four generations. Jerusha's brother, Lyman, known as the Squire, was the last in the line of the house to run the inn. The house innkeeping legacy ended with Lyman since he never married or produced an heir by the time of his death in 1861. As a young woman growing up in the inn, Jerusha was known as the Belle of Sudbury, and her musical and artistic skills were renowned. Some say she is still playing the piano, which was the first piano in town. Uh, Today, because the ghostly tunes play in the middle of the night. And little is known of Jerusha's romantic affairs in life, but as the story goes, she was engaged to an Englishman. The legend claims that he sailed home to England to make arrangements for the wedding and was never heard from again. Nice. There has been speculation that he drowned at sea or he simply abandoned her. And perhaps he never existed at all. But no matter the truth of the story, Jerusha chose never to marry. She lived out her days at the inn by her brother's side, dying at the young age of 45 in 1842. Of course, as is the case in the best ghost stories, it is said she died of a broken heart. And she is believed by many to be spending much of her afterlife in the bedroom she used during life, room 9. The room dates back to the late 18th century. And every, every, uh, every they have these little notes that they tuck into the beams, I guess, people who stay in there,
2: uh,
3: which is kind of neat. Things that happen. Uh, Some guests in room 9 and also room 10 have reported smelling Jerusha's citrus perfume or feeling her sweep past them on the stairs. There have even been claims of being awakened by her touch. Uh oh, there's that ghostly uh, sex stuff. Uh, Or seeing her presence at the foot of the bed. Whether these nighttime occurrences are real or frights conjured by the imagination, the room is charming and would be a thrill and pleasure to stay in for those intrigued by the history and legends of the Wayside Inn. There you go, Jerusha yep. Howe.
2: I guess I won't use that.
3: Sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, you should have let me know. What can I say?
1: Anyways, that was. And <laughs> you said, and you said, Agnes was a weird name. <laughs> Jerusha. Well, oh. oh, oh, wait a minute, though. Uh, <clears throat>
2: Jerusha Howe was actually uh, British.
1: Oh. defense about a nationality. I said, you said Agnes was a weird name.
2: It is. Jerusha? Yeah, we name our cows Agnes in,
1: in the United States. We name all our cows Jerusha. <laughs> Probably should. Isn't that weird? She's British. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, which brings you, Steve. It does. And another romantic ghost story, Uh-oh. this time from West Wales and a castle only two miles from where I live, the great castle of Carew, residing in the wild and rugged lands of Pembrokeshire, built as a, in the 12th century and has undergone several changes over the years, most notably in the Tudor period in the 16th century. Um, and is reputedly haunted not only by its famous ghostly ape, but by Princess Nest. Now, Princess Nest was the uh, daughter of a great Welsh king whose name, and I can do this, uh, Rhys Aptuda, the last king of Wales. And she was reputedly the most beautiful woman in the entire Kingdom um, she got married uh, a number of times um, the first of the first of uh, which was to Henry Beauclerc, who later became King Henry I, to whom she bore a number of illegitimate children. However, we, we come to our story at Carew after, after her divorce from Henry, she uh, remarried to Gerald of Windsor um and he built a castle for her on the site using part of his uh his great wealth and part of her diary by the time she was of of the marriage she'd already acquired several other um lovers <clears throat> and had had five legitimate children mm-hmm. um Sorry, two illegitimate children. Then she had five legitimate children with Gerald during their nine years of marriage. So they obviously didn't have television. (laughs) However, they were good Catholics. Her cousin, her cousin, Owen Ap Cadogan, had fallen in love with her. And was it totally enraptured by her beauty And he decided one day he was going to have her for himself and carry her off. And he stormed the castle. Tradition says that Nest heard her would-be cat kidnapper banging on the bedroom door. And urged her husband to escape down the toilet shaft. (laughs) Which she Uh, did. And And then allowed herself to be carried off to her cousin's Love nest. Uh, After she other, was
4: covered with toilet? No, no.
1: H- Hobby, Hobby had gone down the toilet. Oh, chair. okay.
4: Sorry. Oh. All right. Uh, because Thank he you. was
1: going to be killed by the cousin. All right. So she went. I oh, was pretty desperate. I think <laughs> that <would> be killed. Cool. <laughs> well, it's not like a modern toilet. It's actually like a chute down the outside walls of the castle. Yeah. Chute. Um, yeah. With yeah. yeah. shite. So, shite. so he, he shot down the shite covered chute. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she. She, she ran off with her distant cousin to his castle in Ceredigion. Um when Gerald eventually, eventually Gerald got her back after killing Owain in an ambush and uh, when, after his death in 1116 she remarried Stephen um, of Cardigan with whom she had several more children <laughs> Following, she might have been a beauty, but I bet you she was a bit worn out downstairs. <laughs> Following Nest's death, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> her spirit is said to remain earthbound as a white lady whose shimmering and beautiful form would drift through the corridors, the passageways and the stairwells of many of the subsequent castles that sprang up on the site of Carew. Indeed, to this present day. Um, ghost hunters exploring Keru's ruins claim to see the white misty shape, the ethereal shape of Princess Nest as she walks the castle walls at Keru.
2: And her and her lover shows up as a brown ghost to the
1: table? <laughs> that would, that would be puppy. <laughs> oh God. That was beautiful. That was a good one. I
2: like that one, mm-hmm. Steve. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have a, an English flair to
3: this.
2: You know, <laughs> so, speaking about English flair, that brings up my next story. All right. Now, not often. I mean, we often you find ghost stories, but very seldom do you hear ghost stories. And this story that I'm about to introduce came back in about well beginning of 2000 i think it was 2003 or so on a famous uh tv show in the uk and my favorite medium uh derek akura (laughs) was able to connect with some spirits so can we play this piece now with us
0: not because basically i know the name robert walks around And I know Mary does, but there's this peace and calm of spiritual activity there with uh... You all right? What is it, Derek? You right? Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick! lady, But I feel as if she's got this great love um, for Dick. Right. For Dick. Okay. Great love. Co- you know, um, covers him up. Um covers him up.
1: Are they- are they related or are yes. they- Yes. Cl- they're
0: related? Yes. Right. She covered him up. She helped him. How do you mean covered him up? How did she cover him up, Sam? She pre- protected him. Right. With who? The only two that protected him were herself, Mary and Betty. Mary and Betty. Okay. They knew. The only two ladies that knew this secret place, and we used to help him and feed okay. and Yeah, like and parcel This is this is very very interesting. You're giving a lot of information over here, and I and I and I'm I'm hearing uh, through my earpiece that our historians are going completely bonkers. So I mean, has Derek come up with the right information?
2: The highwayman, Dick Turpin. And uh, do you recall that one, Steve?
1: Uh, It's very well known. It's legendary. Derek himself tells the story um, of how he wasn't aware of what he was actually saying uh, (laughs) until until almost he'd said it and then realized what he'd said. Um, And the the connotation of it.
2: Oh, I don't Um, know the connotation. I was talking about the true love. I don't know what you were
1: talking about. uh, The famous Mary Loves Dick thing is well known. Uh, yes, I mean that's that's channel uh, love like that is is amazing. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm thinking more at the vocal faux pas. Uh, man.
4: Man, she, loves she loves She loves Dick. Yes,
1: I, mean, I think that's
2: awesome. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, she does. I mean, that's... <laughs> dick Tobin was uh, Turpin was very much misunderstood. Turpin, as a... Turpin. yeah, Turpin, Tobin, you whatever. Know,
1: one day, one day, you're actually going to pronounce one of the names of one of the. Stories, or even, indeed, one of our guests properly. Mm. So, so, I mean, he's a long way
2: off, yeah. And uh, that was uh, you know, that's I, I can't say enough about that. I mean, yeah, anyway,
3: <laughs> okay, okay. So, moving right along, yeah. yeah, okay.
2: Nobody wants to comment,
1: nope. <laughs> I think it speaks for itself really
2: yes. right, I, I'm yeah. going to go with a, another little thing, this is something uh, oh, Hang uh, on,
1: hang on, it's not your turn Oh, <laughs> give a crap, it's my show <laughs> Steve's show out, too You're yeah. outnumbered, Buster Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways,
2: uh, I do want to talk about this one thing and, and um, it's a, a lovely tradition and it goes way back some believe as far as China and this is a uh, pretty cool, and I wonder if you all heard about it. And this is called Love Locks. Have you ever love heard locks? of Love Locks? Love Locks. It's a tradition It goes way back to China. And what it is, is, is a pair of lovers will take a padlock, and sometimes they engrave don't it. they're everywhere, aren't they? Take the, the, they engrave it sometimes, and, and sometimes they, they don't. But they, they padlock it to a chain or a bridge, and then they throw the key away as a symbol of their eternal love.
1: Bloody things are everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think cool? I mean, it's, no. it's, it's great thing. Every, every, every time you go somewhere now, that's got a bit of a view or something. There's something. There's two hundred padlocks attached to the blasted things. Ridiculous. Stupid, stupid thing to do. <laughs> that's how you really feel, Steve. <laughs> it's pointless.
2: I think it's a wonderful expression of love and <clears throat>
0: really.
2: It's, it, yes, and if I could find a spot, I would I would go padlock it.
4: Oh, you yeah, can find like a spot. To... Do it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only no In your backyard, or uh, aren't I am supposed padlock to padlock yourself it. Too? Right,
1: yeah. to it. Padlock, padlock yourself oh, no. to something could throw away the key. No, you throw the be.
4: key away,
2: so it shows your eternal love that you'll never open the slot, and that it's always be there
1: expressing your love. So, anyway, yeah.
3: yeah. Except when you go back with a hatchet and start beating the hell out of it.
1: Our no, local wait. council goes around with bolt cutters and has to yeah. remove the bloody.
4: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> They're everywhere. Yes, That's a think good think. idea for. Five it's like minutes. the
1: modern. It's like the modern version of carving your name into tree trunks, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think it's awesome, and that's it. Too bad.
2: Okay.
1: Well, I've got a scary one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not your turn. It's Marlo's turn.
4: That's all right. I'll. I'll. I'll... Give up, go ahead. <laughs> you I want to hear scary. Well I've got to give
1: you a warning because what I'm about I'm to tell you is different. It's pretty scary Well what I'm about to tell you is a story even more frightening than any malevolent spirit and Bro. ghost. Uh oh. I mean ghosts and vampires might just be a little bit scary, but there's nothing more terrifying than a vagina full of <laughs> dead people.
4: I've heard that
1: this is the famous yes. story of yes. the haunted vagina oh mm-hmm. boy <laughs> a story so petrifying I tried
2: to bring this show up
1: out of the clutches <laughs> oh, with yeah. box and, and yeah, it yeah, was
2: going yeah. right back down again this, this on, is too.
1: This is actually a book that I discovered. It's been a. I, I came across it a number. Of, you can't say that word, can you? I came across it a number of years ago on Amazon, and uh, it's now. Uh, I think there are now three in the series. Um, but, but the character Steve had fallen madly in love with his eccentric girlfriend Stacy. Unfortunately, their sex life began to suffer. Steve began to worry that the odd noises that he'd heard coming from her pubic region <laughs> led him to believe that her vagina was haunted. She didn't think it was such a great big deal, and she completely disagreed with him. But there's more. <laughs> it turned out, one night, a living corpse climbed out of <laughs> Oh, jeez. night of hauls. <laughs> like 32 32 kids. <laughs> She discovered that her vagina is actually the doorway to another world. Oh, my God, a portal. And persuaded Steve to climb inside of her to explore this strange new world. But once inside, he found it difficult to return because he'd met an oddly attractive woman named Fig who lives alone within the haunted world of Stacy's legs.
4: I'm not going to go any further than that. Uh, No, 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 no.
1: It goes downhill after that.
4: I like my Taj Mahal story better. No, actually, I like the story about the woman who had to eat her lover's heart. That was even better. Yeah. Yes, I agree. This is just creepy. Yeah. Anything was better than the haunted vagina. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's move her along, right along. See, I would expect that from Ron, but whatever. All right. Um, Yeah. I have a short one. It's another one about, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, if I were a guy, I can't even say anything. No, I can't. I I have to hit my mouth. Okay. Um, It's another one that somebody built a tomb for a lover, you know, which is really neat. And that was Inez de Castro and King Pedro. And Inez de Castro became a lady-in-waiting for Princess Constantine of Portugal way back in 1340 and quickly stole the heart of her prince Pedro, who was the heir to the Portuguese throne. Well, when Constance died in 1349, Pedro tried to make Inez his lawful queen. They already had three children together, mind you. But his father, the king, intervened. He banished Inez um, and ultimately had her murdered. When, you know, ge- geographical distance couldn't keep Pedro away, he had to kill her. So the act sparked civil war between father and son, and when the latter declaimed victor- er, claimed victory, Pedro exhumed his lover, hmm, built her a royal tomb, and had all of Portugal swear their allegiance to Inez as their queen. Wow. So just exhumed her for good reasons, not like some of the stories you guys are telling. That's... Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that was nice, you know. I mean, that is kind of eternal love. That, Mataj Mahal, is truly eternal love. You dig up your lover. That is definitely true love. Oh, yeah. You know, what did you do with the body? He built, he put her in a royal tomb. Oh, oh that's sweet. Oh, it he relocated her. <laughs> yeah, he relocated her and and built her a royal tomb and then made everybody in Portugal swear allegiance, I guess, to her memory since she still wasn't around. I mean, she wasn't around. All right. Yes. That's kind of sweet, you that's know? That's lovely. Wouldn't you like somebody to build you a tomb? Yes. Yeah. yeah was dead. Well, no, you build it ahead of time. That way you can decide what you want on it. In it exactly. Not that's in a great
2: it. idea. That's my decorated.
4: plan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You get, get buy yourself a plot and and start digging. Yeah. Or building, actually. Well, yeah, I don't want to dig it. I Mausoleum don't dig that's it. bad you luck digging your own grave, right? I Is would a... think so. <laughs> that would be a little bit scary. I
2: don't know, at least you could pick the place you wanted and then you know, make sure it was deep enough and you know, look the right way. And, you
4: know. But haven't there been stories, and I think I've heard them, but I don't know exactly, but I've heard stories of people who were digging graves, like grave diggers, who actually kind of died in the process, and they just threw the dirt over them, you know, so <laughs> that <without laughs> kind of digging your own grave, in a sense. Whatever. There's
1: been a few uh, stories um, True stories were people walking usually on on the return from an alcoholic night out with friends
4: uh, yeah falling walking away. through the
1: grave yeah i've I've come across the sextant or the grave digger doing some late night work ahead of a you know a funeral the next day, climbing out of the freshly dug grave <laughs> yep. and the person encountering the sextant, the grave digger as he climbs out. Mm-hmm. Almost putting that person straight back into a grave. <laughs> um, many of those are true stories.
4: Yeah. Mhm. Many of them
1: are true stories. I like that. Yeah. Many of them yeah. are true stories. Mm-hmm. Or many, I should say, many of them are probably the same true story. Because these things have a habit of being. All right. Who's teased them what was that? Know. A,
2: a bell, bell went
1: off. A little bell a little bell Oh, bell an bell angel got off. its
4: wings. Hey. Uh, uh, the uh, lemon t- oh, the one got 2 wings. swings. So is, is that cupid got his wings? Yeah, that's there sweet. you go. That yeah. that
3: ding is our is our pizza from the dead cue or what no, is that?
4: I don't no. think.
2: So. I haven't seen anything.
3: It's just a little ding. Oh, okay, Ooh, right. An
2: EVP. <clears> just to let us know. Dinged. Little... Oh. All right, so we have about three minutes so to the bell, I guess, and uh... boil an egg. Can you uh,
3: you got one first? Uh, in, and in? well, I do have so- I do have something quick.
2: Oh, something to be that quick. And I there. know
3: oh. all of you out there are very concerned about if you're still going to be married, the state of married partners after death. I know it's on your mind, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Okay, so Emanuel Swedenborg. <laughs> Way, way, way back. Ascertains. In my day. In bronze day. Yes. Um, People would ask him. Oh, there's the pizza from the dead. Okay. Now I have to hurry. (laughs) Whether or not a marriage covenant contracted in this world will continue and remain in force after death. So uh, the good news is. In every person after death, love for the opposite sex continues to be what it was like inwardly.
2: Huh?
3: Not necessarily if you had a crap marriage, but what you wanted that marriage to be inwardly will continue in heaven. All right? So, you know, those are who are discordant in spirit wish to know whether partners separate. But apparently we do not... We, we might separate, but whatever marriage that you wanted to have, you will have in heaven. Okay? So I know you're all worried about that. And, uh, and then he goes on to say that although they'll recognize each other in heaven, um, they, they may not stay together. It is possible for married partners to live together, but if it is not possible, they separate and then they are given a suitable wife or husband and they go on that way so i guess it's kind of you know if you want to stay together you can stay together but if it doesn't work out you just get a new angel so i know i know you're all on the edge of your seats with that so
1: hmm.
3: direct from Emanuel swedenborg Where is what the man who gave birth to spiritualism that's right
1: oh
2: and the 32 kids. In
1: fact, in fact, Swedenborgism as a religion is a separate religion, is still being practiced to this day. There are Swedenborg it is.
2: Societies well, Swedenborg. There's the music,
1: so we got to go. You're
2: know, listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International Love Edition uh, all week long uh, with Marla Brooks, Ann Kerrigan, Steve Parson, and myself. Tune in tomorrow night at yes. 7 p.m on these same fine stations and here the four of us again bring you more exciting tales from the Vale. Till then, peace out.